It's, it's great to be here, isn't it? I just want to encourage you guys to just take a, just take a minute and just look around you. It's awesome that we don't have any, any walls blocking us from what God has created. We can just enjoy it. We can feel that breeze on our faces and, and see the sun shining down and just use our eyes to look and see all that he has created for us. And it's awesome to experience that, isn't it? It's awesome to be alive and to take in what God has created for us to enjoy. Let's continue singing. soaked and we are soaked in all the grace that we've been given 
pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, creator of this universe, Lord, creator of us, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time, Lord, to come before you, to be surrounded by things that you've created, Lord, and to be standing next to people that you've created. Jesus, we thank you for this time that we can enjoy as a church family, Lord. We pray that you would bless this time, Father, and we worship you this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Hey, it is great to see you today. We have all the chairs we normally have. So, nice job bringing a few people along. This is a great day. Uh, About a year from now, we will be preparing to enter into a new building. And we can't wait for that day. But I'll tell you what. Tell you what. As much as that's going to be great, there is no better cathedral than the cathedral created by the fingers of God. It is great to be able to sit this morning and look out and just see beautiful sights. In a few moments, we'll be taking advantage of that water and having some of our friends getting baptized. Just a great day. This is a highlight of our year as a church family, and I'm so glad that you're here to be able to share it. I'm especially glad if you came along with somebody, family or friend, this is your first time, or or you're returning and you normally go somewhere else, but you've come to to witness the baptism of a friend. And I just want to say thank you today to you for coming along and being a part of this great day. Some of our kids have all summer long been working toward a goal. Uh, throughout Throughout the summer, our elementary age kids have been working on what we've called 12 life-changing Bible verses. These are 12 verses they had to memorize. They had to memorize them word perfectly. And I'll tell you what, I listened to one of the kids do their verse. 
It was word perfect, exact, the way it was supposed to be, word perfectly. They had to come up with an image in order to remember the verse, and they had to be able to explain it. And they were told that if they did all of that at this particular service, they would be recognized. So this is going to be a little awkward, but I want you to do it anyway, okay? Even if you have to crawl over somebody, I want you to come on up if you're one of these kids. So we have uh, Brady Barrowman, Jesse Beaker, J.C. Carlson, you can start moving. Mallory Gearman, Avery Kyle, come on up. Savannah Kyle, Aubrey Lakin, Jenna Lakin, Noah Malberg, Harry Majerus, and Lorelai Wojewoda. Come on up. Cheer these guys as they come up. You can come on up here and just stand along the front. Hey, Isaiah, would you do something for me? They all get a prize. That, hand, the, hand each of them one of those, okay? They all get um, not only the fact that you get to see what they did, but um, also they get this wonderful bucket of cotton candy that I'm sure they would more, be more than willing to share with you. Not. So anyway, um, we're, just, we're really grateful for uh, the opportunity in our program to be able to do life-changing things with our children. And I'll tell you what, nothing, uh, nothing counts as a more life-changing way than hiding God's word in your heart. The Bible says when I've memorized a verse, it helps me not to sin against God. It's something the Spirit can use in my life to remind me of the way I'm supposed to live. And I tell you what, it was just pretty incredible. When I looked at the list, I'm like, a lot of these kids, I remember when they were born. And now they're old enough to to be able to memorize 12 verses, word perfect. It's just amazing. So great job, guys. Congratulations. You did a wonderful job. You can go ahead and have a seat. Be careful walking off the stage. That is great. Yeah, it was just a a great summer between what our kids did and and we spent some time plowing through the rest of 1 Corinthians. Hello? Oh, okay. Do they get some too? Well, oh yeah, there's more. So how about... There were some kids who led. I'm sorry, I didn't read the bottom. Jared Beaker, Nikel Carlson, Miranda Gearman, and Bryson Lakin. You guys come on up too. They would have reminded us. Come on up. Go ahead and take one. This is part of what's cool about what we do with our students is is not only do our kids get the chance to learn, but we actually uh, have older students help in the process of training them. So from very early on, they're already getting involved in in serving and in teaching. Great, great, uh, Great job that they did, and you serve as a great example, and we appreciate that. Thanks so much. You can have a seat. So it's been a cool summer. I, I tweeted last night, you know, could barely sleep. It's just one of my favorite days. It's one of my favorite days in particular because of what we get to do in just a few moments, going down to that river and having the chance to be able to baptize some people. And I thought it would be a good idea to talk a bit about, about what we do and why we do that. Last week in 1 Corinthians, we read some words that Paul wrote. He said, I passed on to you what was most important and what was also passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. Then he goes on to talk about all the people that saw Jesus after he rose from the dead. It says he was seen by Peter, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive today when this was written. Though some have died, he said. 
Then he was seen by James and later by the apostles. And then he said, last of all, he was seen by me as well. We serve a savior who is not simply in a grave somewhere outside of Jerusalem, but is who, but who is alive right now, who we worship and we get to serve. And that's wonderful. We, we call him our forgiver and leader, our savior and our Lord. And what that means is he's not only the one who forgives my sins. You see, none of us can forgive our own sins. We can't do that. Every person here has done wrong things. Now, Part of the struggle we have with that is some of us think, well, I'm not that bad. Well, you're probably not. It's probably safe to say nobody today has a body buried in the basement. We're doing good. You know, we're not doing the really, really, really monster bad sins. But I always kind of think of this. So we have food brought today. And what if somebody in the process of making one of their recipes cracked open one rotten egg and said, oh, this thing's right. You know, it just reeks. But hey, there are lots of other good ingredients. Let's just mix it up. Nobody will know the difference. It'll be fine. Do you want to eat it? No, you don't. Of course you don't. So, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in your life, but that's all it takes is this one rotten egg of sin, and guess what? We're tainted. We're tainted by that sin. That sin needs to be removed. And a lot of people try to remove their own wrongdoing by, by going to church or giving to a church or serving or doing all sorts of good things. And the Bible says there's only one way, one way to have a relationship with God, and that is to realize we are bankrupt. Now think about it for a moment. What if today you were balancing your checkbook and as you go through, you realize, oh my word, I have no money. I've got nothing left. None of us like that feeling. None of us like coming to that point of realizing I have no money. There has to come a point spiritually that we open up the checkbook of our life and we realize I am bankrupt. Not only have I sinned against God, there's nothing I can do to take care of it. And the Bible told us through what Paul wrote that it is Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection that pays for that sin. So we have some people coming today to get baptized. And they're not coming to get baptized in order to become a Christian. They're coming today to say, I'm already a follower of Jesus Christ. He's not only forgiven my sin, but remember that other part, the leader of your life, the Lord of my life. This is a way of declaring Jesus is not only the one that's going to get me to heaven, but he's the one for whom I live today. I live for him today. I'm doing everything I can to live for him in this life. As I had the chance to do many interviews with the people getting baptized, they kept referring to this, to this piece of metal on my hand, on my ring finger. It's my wedding ring. I got married on December 28th, 1985 in Bloomington, Illinois, cold winter day. And as we were standing there and enjoying that ceremony, Kim handed me a ring and it was placed on my finger. It was not in that moment that I became a married man. Nor when I take off that ring do I go, hey, available. It doesn't work that way. We know that. The ring is what? It's a symbol. It's simply a symbol that says, this guy's taken. This guy belongs to someone else. Baptism is a symbol that says this man, this woman is taken. They belong to someone else. They belong to Jesus. Now, we baptize people by immersion. And lots of churches baptize in lots of different ways. We baptize by immersion because we believe it's a beautiful picture of what was going on in the Bible. That a person would go into a river like the Ethiopian who was with Philip and others, even Jesus himself, they go into a river and they're, they're placed down in water and brought back up. 
And that is a picture of two things. One, it's a picture of the life of Jesus himself. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. So today, as you see people being submerged in the water, I want you to have that picture in your mind of Jesus dying for you, being buried, and we won't hold them there for three days, okay? (laughs) But on the third day, rising again to new life. But there's another picture as well. And that's the picture that when we become believers, we die to our old way of life. Our sin is buried in the blood of Jesus. And we rise again to new life. Some people think that baptism washes away their sin. It it doesn't. The blood of Jesus washes away our sin. But baptism is a picture of that washing that takes place, that cleansing that takes place. So as you see people people being placed underwater and brought up today, I not only want you to think of the picture of Jesus dying, being buried, and rising again, but also that every one of these people, no matter what their age, have come to a place in their life that they have trusted in Jesus alone. They said, I am morally bankrupt. I can't fix my life myself. I need Jesus to be the one to pay for my sins. And they have literally died to their sins it's been buried in the blood of jesus and they've risen again to new life now in a few moments i'm going to go ahead and introduce those people to you who are going to be baptized but before i do there are a couple other things i need to do uh as you walked in on your seat there was a there was an envelope and a pen Uh, Even when we meet outside, we go ahead and collect our offering. I do want you to know, if you're here for the first time or you don't come here regularly, just leave the envelope there, okay? This is for for those of us that are are here all the time. So this is the chance to go ahead and if you want to fill out that part of the envelope, place your offering in there, feel free. Some of you, when you come to an outdoor service, you're like, oh, I forgot or whatever. You'll notice those envelopes are addressed. So you can go ahead and send in your offering if you want instead, and, and that gets through. So uh, our servers are going to come right now, and they'll collect that offering. While they do, I want to tell you about a couple other things that are important. We're in our season of, of registering for journey groups. We have a whole bunch of these catalogs available. We'll have them toward the back as you leave today uh, so that you can go ahead and read of all the different opportunities. The one I want to highlight, we not only have ongoing groups in there, but we also have one-time events. And one of the one-time events, I I believe it's, uh, did we go with Columbus Day weekend or the weekend before? Columbus Day weekend. We're doing an all-church camp out. It's going to be one of the last times that we will be able to do something on the church property before they start to move dirt around. So this is kind of cool. Someday when you're, you know, kid now, you're, you're 80 and you're chewing on your dentures, you'll be able to say, back in the day, our tent was set up right here, right here where the parking lot is now. And you'll be able to have a great time telling people about the fact that you, you were able to be part of a great camp out before the dirt started to get moved around. They're still making a lot of progress on it. We've had surveyors out there. We had NCAP out there identifying wetlands. This past week, they did the boring to find out whether or not we have dirt. Turns out we do. Yes, we have dirt. So that's good news. And, uh, and I think the next step now is we head to the village board and to zoning and all that and start moving along with that. But the other piece that's really important for you to remember is that on September 19th, we're having an event, all-church event. We hope you'll come along. And I'll tell you what, this is going to be real easy to remember, okay? We're meeting right over there. Just beyond the trees, there's a building. We won't be outside, we'll be inside. And we'll be spending a couple of hours talking about 
our dreams. One of the things that I love about the process God has, has us in right now is that it's woken up a lot of people's dreams. It's just, it's just caused people not only to start dreaming again about church, but really dreaming about their life and the fact that we have a powerful God who can do absolutely anything. So we'll be spending that night just sharing dreams about what we hope uh, God will do in and through us as we have this chance to go ahead and get into a permanent facility. Uh, videos have been being recorded. i got to tell you some of our some of them are downright hilarious you're going to enjoy the evening it's going to be a lot of fun a night for us to be able to celebrate together as a family you know when we talk about dreams uh, I was asked to do one of the videos, and the question is, what's your dream for Southfield? I'm like, my dream? I have about as many dreams as there are people in this room. Are you kidding me? How do you narrow it down to one dream? But let me share one of my couple hundred. I hope we'll always do this. Even if we've got a building, I hope we'll always do this. This is going to sound really weird coming from me. I never want to see a baptismal tank in our building. I love coming to the river. I mean, I've been to the Jordan River, and I'll tell you what, the DuPage is a great competitor. It, it's, it is beautiful. It's natural. We get the chance to be out and just uh, declare to other people what God has done in our life. So uh, that may not be your dream, and that's fine. You may want clear water where there aren't fish, bugs, snakes, and oh, some of you didn't know that. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> You, you, you know, you wanted, you don't like nature. Nature has been falling on you while you've been in here and you're like, ew. But anyway, uh, no, I hope that we'll always come back here. We'll always come back here. This will be just kind of a cornerstone of our existence that every summer we'll come back here and have the chance to see a whole bunch of people declare their faith in Jesus. But beyond my dream is the ultimate dreamer about the church. And that's Jesus. Jesus came and died to give his life for every person in this room so you could have eternal life. And part of his dream is he wants you to accept that gift. It would be horrible for him to have spent his life and for us to say, no, thanks. I don't want it. So part of his dream is that you accept that gift. And the other part of the dream is what we're going to be living out in just a few moments. And that is his dream was that his followers would declare their love for him. And he said, the way I want you to do that is by being baptized. And one of the kids, when I was interviewing him, I said, why do you want to get baptized? And he said, well, because God said I should. Uh, Good reason. There it is. There it is. If God says I should, you know what? I do it. I do it. That's what it means to have Jesus be the Lord of your life, that he's your leader. If God says to do it, then I do what he says without question. So now as we baptize today, I already highlighted some of the differences. And, you know, one of the differences for us, you say, well, what about um, don't you baptize someone who's an infant? Don't you baptize babies? Part of what we do is try to try to follow this biblical model that you see throughout the book of Acts and in other places that when a person had a chance to become a believer, when they believed in Jesus, it was at that point that they declared their faith in Jesus by being baptized. Some of the people, there's some great themes that emerged from all of these uh, interviews that we did and the people that we're going to be seeing today. And one of the themes is that a lot of these people were baptized as babies and as very, very, very little children. And what I find really neat about this is that at some point at the beginning of this person's life, 
There was a mom or a dad, someone in their life that said, I want you to know and trust Jesus. I want that to take place. And today is a visible fulfillment that they've owned that faith for themselves. That it's not just something that someone else did for them, but they've owned that faith for themselves. So I hope that as you're gathered here today, you'll be able to celebrate with them that even if they may have been baptized in the past, this is their way of saying to you, I'm owning what you hoped for me and what I know God hoped for me. So let me read the list of people. I'm going to have them stand. And uh, maybe, maybe tell little bits and pieces about them along the way. But first person I have stand is Daisy Austin. You know Daisy is, uh, she's the picture lady. And in fact, part of the reason I had her stand is because after the meal is done, she'll be back here with the camera. And if you haven't had your church picture taken yet, this is a beautiful place to do it. So uh, Daisy is just, you know, she's been a believer for a long time. But this is her way of saying, hey, he's my king. He's my leader, and I want everyone else to know it. So congratulations, Daisy. That's great. We have um, Courtney and Brady Barrowman. Why don't you guys stand up? There they are, way in the back. Cool part about this one, I, you know, it just it hits me. I've been around long enough. I was there to be able to do Brady's baby dedication, and now to be able to do his baptism as well is just a really, really great thing for me. So congratulations, guys. It's great for you. Chris and Joyce Brits. Where are Chris and Joyce? These guys started coming. Go ahead. This couple started coming to our church this past year, and I'll tell you what, they, they've, been through, they've been through a lot of tough stuff lately. You know, they've been through a, just a lot of tough stuff. And part of what's really great about their story is to hear the way God continues to help them through the tough stuff. And, you know, I said there are themes that emerge from these interviews. One of the themes is reflected in their story. They found a home, and they love it here. They just, they love, they love this church, and they love you. So, Congratulations. Trevor Chack. Right, Trevor. Trevor Trevor is a man of few words. When uh, when we met for the interview, it did not go really long because what he says, he says concisely, but what he said is, I love Jesus and I want everyone else to know about it. So congratulations, Trevor. Great for you. And we have Alex Alex Eberhardt and Samantha Reinhardt stand at the same time. We have, we have a pair of sisters here who are having the chance today to declare to you and, and to the world that they love Jesus. Both have, have uh, known Jesus for a while, but this is just something, both of them have gone through uh, events in their own life, and uh, it, it's just great to be able to come to a place of kind of wrapping up all the stuff that's gone on this year and, and to be able to highlight it with the baptism. Alex is going to have a baby this coming year, so kind of cool to go ahead and uh, make that as a part of this celebration today. It's just a great thing. Gary and Jessica Garner. So another cool story. Another cool story. They, they, didn't, they didn't just show up one day because they saw a sign. They have a neighbor named Karen. And Karen said, you should check out our church. And they took her up on the invitation. 
And before you know it, they're coming and they're loving here. They come from different ends of the world. Gary comes from Houston and and Jessica comes from Green Bay. Talk about opposite ends of the universe. And so they find this nice common middle ground in Joliet, Illinois. Oh, how wonderful. But great to be able to baptize you today. It's awesome. How about um, Bryson Lakin? Bryson was one of our leaders. And uh, I'll say more about him when we get down to the water. So we'll, we'll leave that. Sharon Lenza. Sharon. Sharon, again, is another person who has known Jesus for a long time. Uh, and, and this is her chance to be able to say to her church family what a lot of you already know. She loves Jesus. But she wants to make sure that she follows him this way. So congratulations. How about Dave and Conda McPhee? Yeah. This is cool. Get Kylie up there, too. Go ahead. So here's the thing. I, I, I do part of the stories here because I have a mic, and yelling out there gets a little rough. But this past year, after the baptisms last time, Conda started praying, I wish we'd just get baptized as a family. This would be really cool. And throughout the year, uh, the other family members started saying, you know what I'd like to do this year? It'd be really cool if we got baptized. She didn't tell them. She didn't leave notes, put a note in the lunchbox or anything like that. Pictures on the wall, subtle pictures. She just prayed. She prayed. And God answered her prayer. And today, they get this chance of declaring to you as a family their love for Jesus. So that's very cool. All right. Here's one that, that is just pretty amazing. Dreama, where are you? Dreama Minor. Okay, so here's what you need to know. This summer, Dreama celebrated her 80th birthday. And she wants this family and her family to know that um, life's been tough lately. She's gone through some hard stuff. She lost a daughter a few years ago. She lost a sister this past winter. And uh, life's been hard. And through it all, Jesus has been there by her side. Jesus has been there by her side. And this is her way at this stage of her life to say, I want everybody to know that Jesus is faithful and he's worth following. So it's really cool. Mary Robinson, where are you? Hi, Mary. Yeah, Mary wants this chance today to be able to say, you know what? I know now. I know that I've trusted in Jesus. I know that he's the Lord of my life. And I want all of you to know it too. So cool for you, Mary. And the same with Naya. Stand up. Naya as well has, has realized at a deeper level what it means for Jesus to be the Savior and the Lord of her life. And so she's going to go ahead and declare today uh, that she's wanting to, everybody to know that through baptism. And then, believe it or not, tougher than getting baptized was sitting on the front row. So Tim, Frank, and Jack, stand up. This is cool. A dad and his boys, a dad and his boys being able to say, hey, we love Jesus and we want you all to know about it. So it's just, that's incredible. Now, uh, Eric, Eric's going to get baptized today. Go ahead and stand up. Eric's doing something that, stay standing because I'd also like um, 
Robert Calderon, Joey Deardorff, and Lee, Isaiah Lee to stand up. This gang, this gang all got baptized at Omega. So we didn't get to be there. We didn't get to see it. But they declared their love for Jesus that way. And Eric wanted to go ahead and do this again today because his family is able to see it. So, um, so congratulations to all you guys, too. That's amazing. That's a pretty good list. It is laminated, so I can take it in the water. And we're good to go with that. Let me just look over my stuff here real quick. You're looking pretty good. So make sure you go home today after the picnic and the baptisms and register for a group. Be watching your email to be able to sign up for the dream event on on September 19th. Get your picture taken today by Daisy if you haven't done it already. We're going to have us go ahead and pray. And then we're going to walk down to the water. You can drive there if you want to. It's up to you. There's some parking down there. But basically, we're going to head that way in just a few moments and, uh, and have a time of being able to celebrate with these people. So let's pray together. Now, Father God, today um, we thank you that, that so many people want to declare to their friends and family what you asked them to do. You asked them to let the world know that you are their king. That they came to a place in their life that they said, um, I am bankrupt. There's nothing I can do. I have nothing That'll pay for this sin. And only Jesus can do it. And they trusted in Jesus as the one who died and was buried and rose again, just as the scripture says, so that they could have eternal life. But God, it's not all about heaven. Salvation isn't all about heaven. Salvation is all about, also about here and now. It's about helping us to live a life where the Spirit can empower us so that we can battle against sin and win. And so that we can tell others about Christ so that they can have the opportunity to be part of your kingdom as well. And so I thank you today for this public declaration that, we've, that we're able to make. I pray that this moment would be sealed in the minds and the hearts of these people. That, they, that they would, uh, they'd never forget today. And that it would have a huge impact on them from this day forward. They would always look at this day like we look at a wedding ring and say, I belong to someone else and his name is Jesus. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, I'll see you at the water.